Welcome to the Evil Sixth episode of Born in Trouble. Yes, I remembered six. It's the evil number. Unless, of course, you're a seven-day Adventist and or you have some other different type of numerology thing. We don't want to insult anybody on Born in Trouble right out the gate, do we? You probably do. I probably do. <laughs> What's happening, fellas? We got a full lineup tonight from, it looks like you're back in New Jersey, Mr. Robert Brooks. Yes, I am. I left the, uh, the crazy Florida State and got back home now. The important thing is that you. The important thing is that you've lived to tell about it. You don't have to do spring game. Oh, the regular season. Never mind. Yeah, that's right. It was abbreviated this year. Got last one yesterday. Like the high school curriculums. Abbreviated, but it felt really long. Like the high school curriculums in Florida, it was abbreviated. And from GA, Mr. Dub K. Hey. All's well. Broken down every day. Anyway. Happy Thursday. Every Thursday. And. I said happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. One, two, three, four. That's the sixth day of the week, isn't it? Don't want to insult anybody. (laughs) Here we go. And from Detroit. And on the sixth day, nothing happened. From Detroit, Michigan, home of City Wings. 2896 West Grand Boulevard, Detroit, Michigan. Come down to get you some, baby. Come get you some, baby, but I have a question for you, Mr. Ramadan Mubarak. Are you yes, getting sir. some before 8 o'clock or after 8 o'clock right now as a religious observance? Mr. Grant Lancaster. Uh, about 8.30, sir. About 8.30, I'm, 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 I'm on the good side. Eight thirty, you're on the good side. Have you converted yeah, to Islam? On the good side. Have you actually converted yeah, to Islam? A while ago. Really? Yeah, years ago. Yeah, years ago. I didn't know that, and I still talk to you. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, you know. But I still talk. More, more, more yeah, Malcolm X Islam, not uh, other than uh, NOI Islam. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm much more, uh, much more kumbaya than. Oh, uh, okay. You know. Okay. Okay. So you ain't no, you ain't know no by any means necessary. Well, <laughs> oh, always that, always that. Okay. You know, some people okay. in this country would say that there's no such thing as a safe Muslim. What do you have to say about that, Mr. Ramadan Mubarak? <laughs> hey, you could be right, depending on who you are, depending on who said it. There's a very good chance that if you're spouting language like that. You're right. There are no safe Muslims in this country. I'm just going to run through all the all the insults right now. Get them out the way. Piggy ain't never done nothing to me. <laughs> yeah, dude. You just don't realize it right now. Okay, well. Exactly. I don't Hope eat pork haven't. anyway. I haven't eaten pork in over 30 years. The problem is... The problem is, uh-huh. I've been watching all these professional athletes trying to emulate them in as many ways possible. So this is what we end up with. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Following the cultural mores. 
Hey, you know, if you got to fuck them into oblivion, that's just what you got to do. You know, hey. That's right. You know, I mean, listen, plastic surgery, everybody's on equal footing at the end of the day. Once that implant is paid for, you know what I'm saying? It's all the same thing, right? Is that what it is? Don't have no face? Yeah, I, don't quite, I don't quite think so, Holmes. You don't think so? You know, it's uh, you know, I've, 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 I've had the I've had the, the honor and the pleasure of, of hanging out with some people who had gotten enhanced, and those things just don't sit right, especially after a couple of years, man. Like skin gets weird, really it get hard. Like it's not, yeah. So you don't think it's hard? They look yeah. good in clothes. They okay. look good in clothes, but it throws the geometry off. Mm, math. You gotta, <laughs> math. You gotta have a bread to maintain it, though. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, it's like I need far, You know what I'm saying? And you notice, as soon as yeah. I say, excuse me, as soon as I say math, the Muslim jumps in. As soon as I said that, nah, <laughs> he was already on his way in. Right. Science right. and mathematics, gonna break it down for Let's you. Let's break it down for yeah. me. Yeah. Go like, ahead, like, Grant. Tell me. Explain you gotta, to me. You got you to have the money to do the maintenance. If you go, if you're gonna get the enhancements, you got to have the money to do the maintenance. Every every two three years, you got to go in for a tune up. I think it, I think it's just till you look like till you look like Lil Kim. It ain't over till you look like Lil Kim. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so deep, so deep. That's when it's over. That's when. The, oh, yeah, that's it's when over. The, transfer, the transformation is complete. Goddamn, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, when, when you yeah when you go from Lil Kim to Gargoyle. Yeah, you're like your shit is perpetual at that point. At that point, you're perpetual. That's what you're. You're, that's what your face is. You're stuck with that. I never got it personally. I'm not into it. I was watching. We were watching. Um, what's a, uh, this actress on? Um, that used to be on Friends, and her show. When she was in a scene, and we were like, "Wow!" Like she's really like nailing this like scene. Like as far as with her emotion, with her speech and everything, but her face never fucking changed whatsoever it's like a fucking Courtney Cox yeah the yeah. lines in her face were just like stuck in the same position and it's like you know so it's like you're an actress but you can no longer use your face so it's like are you right. an actor or are you not an actor it's the same thing with men too I think that every well you know there I go get off my lawn about to get off my lawn Y'all enhance whatever you want to enhance. Just don't come sit next to me in the hey. bar. I just think y'all creepy. It. You're funny looking. Go for it. This makes nah, you you know it, what? It looks it, good. I'm going to tell you, all of this for me is it's just telling. It's like just saying, okay, I'm going to put this sign around myself to tell people a little bit about, you know, for some people, my insecurities, for other people, my ego, for other people, it just it tells a bit about you that you know that's like pretty much on Front Street. It don't keep you guessing a lot. Like at least with tattoos, you can guess. Okay, is this a rebel or is this an idiot? choices. When they cross the line, but some you know it's for me. I don't I, tattoos. It's man, I know some brilliant people with tattoos, but it keep you guessing. But man, the, the surgery that don't keep you guessing. That pinpoints a, a, a deficiency or a insecurity or, a, or or whatever. But I mean, you know what? Though you got to walk in someone's shoes. I mean, for a burn victim that is tired of motherfuckers looking at them when they go everywhere, this and that, and they need that shit, that surgery, and they kind of get hooked to it, and never stop. That's one thing. But just so that you can take better motherfucking selfies and post more. Uh. Oh my god! And I'm not even, and I'm t- and I'm not talking no general terms. I, I'm telling my 
I know people like this. Yeah. To take the shots, man, and then the selfies increase. And the and the, the sick thing is the likes increase. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. And, that, and there it is. Everybody wants to watch the train wreck. So it's a good investment, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, that's what. You hear yeah. Grant? Did you hear Grant? <laughs> say that again, Grant. Yeah, go ahead. People say that again. Watch the train wreck, bro. Mm. People want to watch the train wreck. Yeah. You know, when you, it's one thing. You know, what I mean, it's one thing to be a celebrity. You know, what I'm saying, like Courtney Cox. I mean, I'm sure she's done it in her mind. You know, not necessarily. She could have done it for self esteem too, or whatever. The beauty factor in Hollywood means something. So, you know, on on some level, I give a, a celebrity a pass. But if you just motherfucking working at Walmart and you didn't got your face chopped up, I mean, what the, what the fuck is this? Yo, thing? yo, let me just say, let me say this. I, I got to apologize to Lil' Kill. Because I'm telling you something, man, I don't know nothing about no pressures. Uh, being in that business... And having to be without blemish and your own mind and everybody oh, else's absolutely. mind and everything else. So I didn't want to make fun of her like that. You know, I, well, I did at the time, but you know, I want to go ahead and apologize for that now. That's a you're a good wow, man. That's, you're that's, a good that's, man. That's, 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 that's rather square. That's, that's, at some point, when you don't look like yourself you. anymore. But when you don't look like yourself anymore, that's to me. That's when the, that's when the problem arises. Yeah, well, they, that's the whole yeah. point. They they don't want to. Obvious. I, I think that's kind of <laughs> creepy when you look at like yourself for two more. Like, I mean, like, look, I look like me. We all look like the same way that we were, but like that's melanin and black man. That's just we just. Sorry, it's like sorry, right. it's my accident. Yeah, I don't see any wrinkles on these screens when I look around. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we good. Yeah, we feel it. We feel it. But like you know, so I don't. I can't really speak to, and I know y'all can't really speak to, like you know what it's what it feels like. Like I know I've seen people that we went to school with, and I saw them, and they seen me, and they recognize me, and I recognize them. But my recognizing of them is it's like woof. It's like you know, time has not been good right now. (laughs) Because and a lot of that is, but a lot of that is basically it's like how you, like Rob says, it's really like what you're taking into your spirit, what you're doing. But it's like, but you know what though? It's not about how you look though. I prefer people to look like the way they're supposed to look as opposed to, but that's not the world. Like Courtney Cox, right? On one hand, she's got to do that to get jobs, but on the other hand, how much money did they make doing Friends? Does she really need a job? Maybe you should be trying to build yourself up in other ways at this point. They're they're creatives, man, and that's their... What yeah. drives them is creating art. They don't. They're not looking at it as another job. She's not doing it because she needs because she needs the money. She's doing it because in her soul she needs to act. She needs to to help bring to life these stories. Right, but she's a one trick pony at this point because you're only playing a woman between the ages of thirty and forty five for like your entire life of career, and you can't play anything older right now because your face is all well, cracked. They, they they will tell you that there aren't roles for women who are older anyway. Like once you once you bust through a certain number, they ain't a lot of roles for you. And Meryl Streep and Judy Dench got all of them. 
Yeah, well, yeah, that's, I, the, that's the first person I thought of was Meryl Streep too. Yeah, well, I can I can agree with that, but you know what though? If you back in the days, like people used to do those acting careers for because they actually did love them and it's all that they wanted to do, and they would spend their money. They they would rather do that. And they'd rather act for free than anything else. But there, the perception is that it's wrong to act for free. It's wrong to do a project that's like beneath you at this point. You you make all that money, you can finance projects. You can finance good work if that's what you really want to do. If you re- if it's really just about the work, but well, some, to me, some it doesn't. people don't want to carry that weight, man. Producing a project is a lot of weight to carry. Well, I'm not just talking about the financial investment. I'm just talking about the responsibility of all those right. lines on the on the Excel sheet that you're responsible for. I got you, but you know what? You got enough money. You can hire somebody to do that, too. The whole point of the matter is, and you don't have to do it. It doesn't have to be on a big scale is basically the point. It doesn't have to be on the scale, and you don't have to play the same character. To me, it seems like a lot of them don't want to grow up and play the characters that they should be playing at this time. She's not, she's, it's like Friends ended how many years ago? Like 15 years ago now? It's been almost 20 years ago since it went off the air, right? Or has it been 20 years? Not me. I didn't watch that shit. I never watched it. Uh, It's like. Love Jennifer Aniston. I never loved Jennifer. That is some bull. I won't even. Come on. Sliding off chairs. It is what it is, B. It's like, but that ain't my type. You know what I'm saying? That is not my type. She she needs to go on for a call a um, plastic surgeon and go on for an MB Baller Hunter wife makeover. In order for like, you know, me, that's like there there's nothing there. That's not my style. And that's not to knock her. She's a beautiful woman in her own way. But it's just not a way that's something that I'm necessarily interested in. It's like I ain't turning my head two times. It's like, oh Jennifer <laughs> Aniston. Like, you know, you better move on before you looks make good it weird. for you though. Huh? We better <laughs> move Jesus on before you make hat. it weird, X. <laughs> No, I'm just saying though. Like, I, listen, I mean, this ain't this isn't this isn't even my conversation. We started out with the with this plastic surgery thing. I don't even know where, and it just it just so happens that it comes back around. And Rob is fucking with me. Rob did this. You bastard. This is an ugly hat. Rob, you did this again. Well, you buy this hat, you get a free bowl of soup. Looks good on you though. I'm just not interested. Friends was not. There's nobody on that oh show that God. I found attractive. There's someone on that show y'all find attractive? Man, uh, you know friends? what? I'm, ra- I'm just trying to rack my brains to figure out what Courtney Cox like. <laughs> <laughs> What's her name was on there at the end, too? Uh, the comedian, the tall comedian. Uh, Dana. Dana. What's her last name? Yeah, she's a tall comedian, improv comic. Um, on Friends, yeah, she was. She was. Uh, I'm sorry, Alicia Tyler. Oh, Aisha Tyler. Oh yeah, the sister. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's. I, mean, that's, it was, it was, I thought they was all sort of attractive when they were, you know, kind of in, in their own white woman way. They was attractive. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, was, nobody, nobody here was saying no. I missed right. all that. Uh, yeah. Unless, unless she walked up with a ham sandwich, everybody at this table was saying yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> Look, I yeah, mean, right. if only, especially yeah. and, and then only one of us was saying no. With their fame, too? Uh, I'll they, put it like this. You already know. They, they would have had to get it. Yeah, if there's nothing else on except for reruns of Friends, you know, I might as well see them in a different way. 
I never even watched it, but I know they would have got it. <laughs> get it? Back get in it. The day. Just reruns of Friends. I might as well see them in a. Okay, well, all right, you guys, whatever. There's <sighs> no pleasing you cats tonight. Why don't you just no. go back to making it weird? <laughs> all right, I'll go back to making it weird, and we'll talk about. Is that is that off of the, was that off of the cuff or did you write that? No, I, that's the question. No, it's of course it's off the cuff. I'm not prepared. Come on, who are you talking to, man? I'm not prepared. This is not this is not that type of show. You don't show up prepared. <laughs> Come on. That's right. Look, We're gonna talk about the look. Supreme Court though. Supreme Court today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Somebody would like to tell us what happened that was great. They will be adding a new member, an African American female. Her name is Oh Judge I, I thought we were talking about the other thing. It's yeah, great it's proud. great for the Wait no, a second. Great for the optics. Wait a second. For the optics. Wait a second. I want to hear what the Muslim guy has to say. <laughs> <laughs> you can sue the police for wrongful arrest. Oh, you can? Yeah. 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 Per the oh. Supreme Court rep. Well, you know what that means. Oh, no. There'll be more lawsuits and more disappearances simultaneously. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm bummed. I'm and, exactly. and, and they did that before the sister got on. Oh. Yeah, that was uh, that might have been that might have been an inch though, because you know, I also read that uh you have to do you have to be able to prove a whole bunch of other things. Right. Oh, oh you oh, know, no, no. uh no, you no. know have, yeah. it's a big yeah. obstacle course you gotta get through yeah. anyway. This just changes one little particular part. For yeah. a small for a small percentage, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, you know it wasn't gonna be a walk in the park. What is that? Yeah, they what gonna, is, they what's, gonna move the goalposts. They're gonna move the goalposts as soon as you get close, but you know. Yeah. So this is in writing now. So what is the what is the big um the big surprise that they have there that you can't that it's like it's not it should be it should be cut and dried now. We should have justice in America. <laughs> it's, never, it's never cut and dry. <laughs> well, we do, but but we ha- we have our version of justice. The ver- the version of justice that America gives black people is different than the version that it gives to white folks. See now I'm listening to I'm listening to what you're saying, Grant. It just sounds radical for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> we do not have a history. It just sounds unfortunately uh, murdering because white the justice system will not give us uh, what we deserve. That's why sometimes we have to go around and put a firm, open hand slap on a brother's face in the middle of the Oscars. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> it's justice delayed. It's justice denied. Mm. You know what, man? Yo, did y'all see the video? Did y'all see the video of somebody who was filming, who 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 who, who filmed it up close? Mm-mm. And like, and they, and when he was slapping Chris Rock. He said, I smite thee. That's what he was saying. <laughs> in the video, this, you know, this just, just got released. He said, I smite thee. And that's, and that's what, you know, it was so, so some people think it's kind of religious. A Scientology I right think, of yeah. passage. I don't think Scientologists smite things. I don't think that's up there. They up don't. I'm telling you. It's like he was a prophet, a prophet or something. The way he did that, I mean, like he was, he was, he, he was. Uh, what do you do that? Committing a uh, exorcism on Chris Rock. <laughs> slapping, I'm a slapping the evil spirit of. 
of gossip out of his mouth. Cats, still, cats are still tight about that whole Chris Rock thing. I'm just like, yo, P, man. I heard somebody come on. I went on a rant yesterday because somebody was like, yo, um, Chris, that Will Smith made all black people look bad by slapping him. And how can we expect those people to ever respect you if you're going out there and you're smacking each other that way? And I just wanted to just, like, I really wanted to smack that person. <laughs> I guess that's what they mean, that violence begets violence. What the hell is wrong with you? You know, come on, man. It always, it always starts with a, with a smite, man. It always starts with the smite. It always starts with a smite. Somebody gets smite. I just want to stop the inundation to my phone. <laughs> What? That's that's my goal. Will Smith stuff to your phone. All the Will, Jada, and Chris Rock news coming to my phone. (laughs) It's important though. This is the most important thing that's going on in America right now. You know, Katanji Brown Jackson being elected to the being voted into the Supreme Court. That is not even halfway as important as to whether or not Will Smith licked each fingertip. Before he went back and smacked him. Come on. X. Yes. Yes. It's kind of like Juneteenth for me, man. Mm. It's kind of like Juneteenth. I can't can't wait to hear this. I can't wait. Bring it on. Tell me. Preach on Juneteenth. This year or last year, you know, the information came out. Mm-hmm. Everybody was rallying behind, making it a holiday. It was like jubilee, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, let's make free let's gumbo. Make this a holiday, free gumbo. Look, mm-hmm. look, yeah. Mm-hmm. Forget about you. Look, they don't fool motherfuckers for some years, you know, <laughs> keeping them in slavery and stuff. Don't even worry about that. Let's just celebrate that that we finally found out. Okay, <laughs> the people finally right. found out. Yes, that was as if it's something to celebrate. So. Okay, so she gets elected to the Supreme Court. It's the Supreme Court of what nation? Oh, the same nation with the same history, that with the same everything. So the Supreme Court is not there to change the nation. Ooh. Everybody thinks in this land of fairy tales that you can fight out in court change effective enough to lead up to or exceed Ooh. equality actually can you really actually they, gene? They designed it that, that, that can actually happen actually gene by accident you have actually stumbled upon something the supreme it's court is actually out there. Wow. Yeah, no it is by accident wow. because i it was something that <laughs> i say by accident because i found out by accident today that the Supreme Court has been holding these hearings that are um, generally like uh, black ops hearings about very important issues. And at the end of these things, one of the things that the last uh, justice that came in, the female, the one that came from the handwives maiden, the handwives tale, and everything, whatever her name is, she was like, Amy Coney, Coney Barrett, she said that, well... It's not that important with the Supreme Court because every time we make a decision, everybody has to write and give an opinion and you know exactly why the law happened and why it changed. And it turns out that they just had a vote on something that was um, very important. I believe it was like clean water or something of that nature. And um, it was something that the Trump 
White House had put through, and it was challenged, and the Supreme Court allowed it to stand five to four today in one of these kangaroo courts where no one had to write an opinion or a dissension. You don't even have to write whether you actually voted for it or not. And the Chief Justice Roberts actually switched over to the liberal side in a losing effort, which makes him look good, I guess. I don't know. But this is what we're up against. So by so they actually are changing the laws. The Supreme Court is actually changing it, but just not in the ways that are benefiting people. Tomato, tomato. Yeah. Well, you, you still, you still, everything. It starts on a on a local level, though. You know what I mean? So yeah, they can they they make the broad stroke, but the finite details are up to the uh, up to each state. You know what I mean? Like the people in the state got to do. You well, know what I mean, like, no, I, I they get can you. Put you through a whole bunch of bullshit, and then you could take it to the Supreme Court, and then get get it, get your shit overturned. But you know, I get you. But that's the, but that's the strategy that they're actually using right now. They're actually taking these. They're actually taking these laws. They're putting them on the books. When people um, go out, or liberal judges, or far right judges, whatever you want to call it, for far left judges, go out and they rule against them. They're requesting for them to be viewed before the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court is actually hearing these cases, and a lot of times they're actually ruling in favor of the conservative right. They're voting along political lines as opposed to what the law actually says. And this is why it was so important that they got Donald Trump into the White House and they were able to get those two justices because now they can actually legally go out and they can change these laws in the at the end of the night. Congress doesn't do anything. Senate doesn't do anything. Nobody writes any laws. So the Supreme Court is handling all of the business of this country right now. Do you find that don't you find that interesting to a certain extent? Especially on the heels of, you know, Brown, Jackson becoming a Supreme Court justice today. Now, um, they're still at a 6-4 disadvantage when it comes to most votes or all votes that are coming beforehand, that are coming before the Supreme Court. And at this point in time, when this happens, the Republican senators stand up and walk out of the chambers of Congress. You know, I, I found that interesting because when we're talking about government, government is supposed to represent the people, right? So we all know that the most educated group of people in this unit in the United States of America is black women. Okay, they're paying more taxes. They're paying taxes and they're contributing to society. And because they get a voice, because one of them actually gets onto the Supreme Court, they felt like this was the time for them to draw the line and walk out. Says a lot. Can I get a radical Muslim view? You're going first every. You're going first all show. Just like, just so you know. This is just kind of what they do, though. You know what I mean? Like when, when you know, I'm gonna take my ball and go home type shit. Chickens coming home to roost. Thank you, Rob. You have anything? You have any thoughts on it, Rob? Any black woman in America will tell you. There's no more disrespected group. You can do whatever you want. They can walk out. It's easy. They ain't risking no votes walking out on a black woman. And in fact, they're they're rallying their base because mm. that's all it is 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 theater. 
for their base. Mm. Like, no, we don't, you know, we agree with y'all. She don't belong there. They don't belong there. Mm. Gene, as husband to a black woman, choose your words carefully. No, I mean, you know, it's, uh, okay, so it's it's two separate things. Uh, uh, I think black women should ascend to, uh, yeah, absolute leadership on, on earth. You know, but that's, and at the same time, that's a pipe dream for me. But that's that's how I think it should be. But the second issue is is that, uh, I mean, it's just like all the way down to the patrol officer. Look, man. I mean, you, you're volunteering or you're going into a position in their system, in the system, which we call our system. You're going for a position in that. That's not where change comes, man. And, and I do, I'm just not convinced. I'm the ultimate pessimist based on historical facts thus far. But I'm the ultimate pessimist and that any of these things are to be celebrated like, oh, man, this is going to save lives now or, or this is going to change the uh, – financial uh, pendulum so to speak you know uh i don't see it man you know well great i mean good for her and her family they gonna get paid i mean people gonna eat she's the matriarch of her family obviously now uh you know uh it's worth mentioning her husband is he's on for the ride too you know everybody's benefiting shit you know <laughs> yeah but you know good for her but i victory I don't know. I don't know if I call anything like that a victory, same as I wouldn't call an oh, we got a black police chief now. What? That might even be worse shit. He got a now he got a double prove. You know, he's gotta prove to these people this and prove to these people that, you know. So I don't know. I mean I don't know. So I got a question though about about that statement you just said. Why is that the case? Why do we feel like we have to I, I had a I had a boss that you, that told me one time he had to punish the blacks harsher so that the whites would believe that he was fair. Why is that the case? White people don't. I don't think white people think like that. I think white people just think like fuck the black people. We don't give a fuck what they think. Well, that's that w- a rhetorical question, right? No, it's not. It's not really rhetorical. But I mean, that's that's a that's a popular sentiment among people that, you know, uh, we have to be harder on one another so that white people will feel that they have a fair shot or whatever, whatever it is they, that they need to feel. Yeah. I'm not saying that's right, but I understand the sentiment. I understand it. Like, you know, and, 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 uh, I don't know, you know, when you're a supervisor of management on above in a system where it's like white all the way to the top, uh, there's that feeling of, but, shit, I don't know. I guess I never have experience with somebody feeling like somebody's watching how I'm managing these black folks. But I know people who have. Maybe it's the generation above us or something is where I get most of that experience from. But that's, right. I think, where that sentiment is more than our age is, like, people older than us are, like, those kind of sentiments and sayings. Yes. I mean, like I said, I've heard that articulated from somebody before. Yeah. I got to be harder. I got to be, you know, I got to be harder on the blacks so that the whites think that I'm fair. But why do you give a fuck if the whites think that you're fair or not? You know what I mean? Because the you know they're the ones who are controlling your purse strings at that point. 
And he already know he about to he about to shoot all the motherfuckers before he lose his shit. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? He's Sergeant Waters off the rip, if that's what he's concerned about. He's always saying, yeah, I'm, I'm Sergeant Waters, so these motherfuckers yeah. better watch out, boy. You want to hit old Sarge, boy? <laughs> we got a soldier story reference. Another one for you young great folks to look at. The greatest movie of all time right there. Bro. Yes. A soldier story yes. reference, the great Adolf Caesar. May he rest in peace. Well, you know, that kind of brings us right back full circle circle to Ryan Coogler with that whole incident that pissed me off. And it pissed me off just this week. I found myself, I can't even mention it without getting really pissed off because every person that was involved in that man getting arrested was a black person. It was a black teller. It was a black police officer, black police officers that came there. I don't even know if the, if the manager of the bank was black. I believe he was. This is like black-on-black crime. It was literally black-on-black crime. And because of that fact, you had people that were saying, oh, they were oppressed and everything. But there wasn't enough black people to me like recognizing that we did this shit. And the thing that pisses me off about the whole thing is the brother had everything that he needed. I don't give a fuck if he's there in, like, Poom Poom shorts. It is Atlanta. So he could have been there in Poom Poom shorts and a fucking tank top, you know? But his ID was on point. His card was on point. Pay that man, you know? I don't know. I'm telling you, but it's still, I think you're speaking to my point in that, yeah, so you just changed components of the system, but the system, I mean, I... I can only blame them so much. The system works. Exactly what they're doing. Exactly what is uh, incentivized and exactly what is encouraged in that system that they work in. Period. We all go to the same schools. That's what they're doing. Uh-huh. I'm not sure why we all go to the same schools. I'm not sure why anybody would expect us to act any differently than they do. Right. Right. Well, that's my. That was my point today, the other day. Is that like if you expect me to act differently? You know, just to, to appease you or to make you feel comfortably. You got the wrong mother. This is the wrong Negro. You got the wrong Negro. I'm not doing that. You know what I'm saying? I don't do that. Unless there's something good enough in it for you. Huh? Exactly. Unless there's something, I said, unless there's something good enough in it for you. Well, I mean, that goes with, that just goes with, like, behavior if you're trying to make money anywhere. You know, right. but it doesn't mean that I'm not going to. But it's like I've been in situations where there's a difference between being respectful. You should be respectful to people in those situations anyway. You know, it doesn't matter what color they are. You know, it doesn't matter what race they are. If I'm in a situation and, I, and I'm like going in a place where, for example, I'm looking for investors in a project, I'm going to be respectful to every person that's in that room regardless of how they look for look because i'm not interested in what their background is i'm interested in their money and i'm hoping that they'll be interested in whatever project i am putting forth so that's a different that's a different thing but just to be at a transactional level they were at a transactional level where all they had to do was follow procedure and the fact that they failed so horribly at that it just like it just bothers it still bothers me to this day because like you know you can't you can't claim to be woke 
You can't claim to be like, you know, even looking at or proud of like black people that are doing well and then run into a black person who is doing well and treat them in that manner. It just doesn't make sense to me. And it bothers me. It it just really, really bothers me. The same way as like, you know, a lot of times I've been walking, I've walked through a lot of hoods like dressed in, you know, real estate to the T. And, you know, you can tell like B-boys come up to you. They start talking to you. They thinking about whether or not they should hop you, you know, whether or not they should pull out on you, see whether or not you like, you know, test your steel, test your metal and everything. The cats would ask me and they walk up to me. I'd be like, hey, brother, what's going on? And they'd be like, hey, what's up? You know, like, you know, it always starts out nice before they catch you slipping and everything. And I'm just like, hey, look, you know what I'm saying? But the reason why nothing has ever happened to me in those neighborhoods is because I really don't feel like I should have to walk through any black minority neighborhood afraid. And I don't. Right. And I don't. I'm not afraid of you. When I'm walking in your neighborhood, I'm well, like, listen, if there's something I can help you with, brother, let's, I'll stand in, I'll talk to you for three or four minutes. You may have time to circle around and get your whole gang, you know, but by the time I get done talking to you, you may be waving them off. Like, you know, let this brother pass. Cause that's what it is. That's what your, that's what your G pass is. You know, you're not afraid of those situations. These people were in a bank. It just bothers me. It just really bothers me because these are the same people that will judge you based upon other factors, other things that don't matter, like slapping somebody at the Grammys. They will have nothing but smoke all day long for people making mistakes. And guess what? People make mistakes. That's it. That should have just it should just be over. You know, you know how many people in their lifetimes have made one dumb fucking mistake? We have all made that one dumb fucking yeah, but mistake. Justice is unevenly applied. You know, the thing that, you know, one person uses a growth point is some is the same move that destroys somebody else's life. No, you're right. Like justice isn't applied equally. You're right. So, but, I mean, you gotta go through these moments and see which way it lands. It ain't always gonna go positive. You're right. But can we get these but can we get these people thinking in a different way? You know, can y'all listen to what I'm saying right now? And recognize that what you said was just like it was a it was egregious what you did and the way that you behave and you view each other and you need to take a step back from this. As our uh, disciple of Muhammad would say, uh, "85 is going to be the 85s, bro." Right, right. And I I think what you see from us more times than not is one of two things. First of all, we have we have difficulty seeing each other in positions of authority. Right. Like just recognizing that we are in a position of authority and then respecting that authoritative dictate, whatever it is. And then the second thing is we lack the courage as a whole to stand up for one another. Mm. If if I if I see something, I have a tendency to say something. Right. Regardless of, you know, how it's going to affect me. Now, I ain't never been in no situation where, you know, a cop was choking somebody, white cop was choking out a brother and I walk, walk up on it. Mm-hmm. And what am I going to do then? You know what I mean? I, so I, I've never been in that situation. You know, these, these are all just kind of work. What about a black or, cop choking out a brother? You rolled up on that? I, nope, not yet. And I hope I don't. <laughs> 
Mm. I hope I don't. Mm. You know, I'm just but, fucking with you. <laughs> look, it's possible though. It's possible. But yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I think we 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 just lack the courage, and then we don't we have difficulty viewing each other in positions of authority. We tend to see each other as we see ourselves, not as you know. <laughs> This person could powerless be in situation than I powerless in, right. in many situations and unable to actually make a change right. or exert any type of authority whatsoever. So it bothers it bothers you. It gets to your core. But it's like the the power is basically in the unity and the respect that we give each other. Exactly. So and that's those are the lessons that we can't see. You know. And speaking about like black organizations, I'm going to flip the script and I'm going to go to Black Lives Matter right now. Because um, Sean King had a post up today. I'm not sure, Gene, if you saw it, but it was about um, okay. it was about Black Lives Matter had bought a five million dollar compound with some of their funds in Los Angeles, and this was how they had spent their funds. There was, you know, first of all, I we always made the joke here, Black Lives Matter, like you know, what is that? You know, where is the group? What is the group? Where are the leaders? Who are they? It was so, it's so fragmented. It's just really, it's a slogan and a couple of white liberals that threw a whole bunch of money towards these people. And what some of these people did was they took it and they bought real estate in Los Angeles, $5 million property. And now, according to the the records of this, the money wasn't misspent. They weren't using it to have parties or orgies or anything like that. It wasn't like the Kardashians never stopped by for the weekend or anything like that. They um, just had the property. And the thought process was that while families were going through the tough situation of dealing with the loss of a one, of a loved one, Black Lives Matter would have this compound that they can bring these people out and bring them away from their surroundings and give them a safe haven and a safe place. Bereavement camps. Those are wonderful. Okay. So what's a bereavement camp? So there's this dude that used to play for the Phillies, played for a lot of teams, Jamie Moyer, and he had the Moyer Foundation, and basically... They would have these camp experiences for children, teenagers who had lost a sibling or a parent or a grandparent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they would get them. And it was, you know, it was like camp, but there was also therapy involved in it. You know, just getting the kids to understand. Like everybody tends to think that whatever's happening to them, they're the only person that it's happening to. And so they would sort of get them all out into space and start talking about what they had been through, begin processing it and have people that they can that they have a shared experience with uh, to talk to. Okay. Well, that's a, that sounds like a great concept, and it sounds like a, what the, the concept of what it was. And the money yeah. wasn't misspent. and But right now, but they didn't actually do anything with it. So um, a lot sure of people... You they weren't working on the landscaping? You got to... You don't want the, the paparazzi to be able to see through the, the, the gate, so you got to do some plantings and stuff. Right, right, you know. So that way when, time to grow in. So that way when Puff comes to visit and everything, nobody's taking snapping pictures of him in his, you know, in his bathing suit jumping around. But that's the... Don't, but, Puff today. But these are the images. I'm going to tell you why in a minute. But um, these are the images that they want to put out there with this. But apparently nothing happened. They didn't misspend the money. The money is still there. And my, my point and, and what Sean King was saying was that it was a good concept and maybe the concept could still actually be used, utilized, 
They don't know what they're going to do with the property right now. But none of the money was misspent or whatever. It sounds like a... it's a no story is what it is. It really basically is. But I, the, the reason why I think it's actually a good thing, believe it or not, is because we all know organizations um, that, represent other, that represent other ethnic groups. I won't call any of them out right now because I already started out with the number six insulting people. So um, they buy property. They get apartments. They do these things. They have offices in different places. This is how they actually spend the money for the organization. And that's what makes the organization strong. So it seems to me like someone at least had a working knowledge of how they were going to go about building this property or building this group up. And at a certain point, it dissipated. They weren't getting the support that they were looking for. They couldn't agree upon anything. You've got 10, 20, 30 different groups in Black Lives Matter that claim the mantle of Black Lives Matter. So it's basically a fantasy. It's like sort of like a, um, it's a ghost house at this point. I don't think it's a bad thing at all. But they're going to point to that and they're going to try to say that they were, they were misusing funds. Well, they've already done that. Yeah. You know, and they know that most people don't read beyond the headlines. So in the court of public opinion, they've misappropriated funds. It is shocking development. They come for the brothers. Yeah. Right. Right. And you know what the funny thing about that is? It was actually an investment in real estate. So they'll probably be able to sell it for a profit and get that money back. So it's a double whammy there. You get to indict the brothers for misspending, for misappropriating funds, which they obviously did not do because it's a solid investment, and you get your money back. Nobody loses, except for the usual suspect. What happened when, uh, like, Salvation Army and them spent all that 9-11 money on phones and infrastructure for their... uh I don't remember if it was necessarily Salvation Army, but there was there was a when 9/11 happened, they got all those donations. There was a lot of uh, Red Cross or Red, Red Cross. Yeah, yeah. They they spent a lot of money on their infrastructure, not getting that money out to the people. So, I mean, this is something that just kind of happens. I mean, but even a even a nonprofit at some point needs some, you know, it, it needs some money pumped into itself. So, I mean, it's, I, don't, I don't think it's egregious at all. I think it's business as usual. This is the way that these, yeah. this is the way that these places go about doing business. And nobody really right. pulls back the hood on the Red Cross. These um, organizations that generally take 3 4 5% of their donations and actually put it towards what they actually represent. And the rest of it goes out in salaries and banquets and things of that nature. People should just get tired of that stuff at a certain point. But that's what they're banking on. Eventually, they'll get tired of it, but it won't matter. But it's actually a way for them to drain more money from people who are um, moderately rich, well-to-do, keep a list of those people, know exactly where they are. Those are all people that have something to lose at the end of the day. So that's where we are with that. I'm surprised it wasn't more than that because if I was running Black Lives Matter, I would have had to have a few of those. 
Yeah. <laughs> Plenty of reasons, too, why yeah. I needed them. Yeah. I need a strong infrastructure. We, we need right. to build a righteous platform. Yeah. We need houses everywhere, goddamn. Shit. <laughs> you, gotta you gotta be able to dip off in those bitches because they on our ass right now. Make money, <laughs> make money. Look, the Salvation, the Salvation Army. They takes the, they take clothes. You donate your clothes to the Salvation Army. You can buy those clothes online at the auction. They take all that money, and none of it goes back to anyone. That goes directly to the Salvation Army and their boards and their high salaries. They take people that are indigent. They work with social services and programs like that. They get free labor from different places throughout the country mm-hmm. and everything. And it's the same way as you see on those scenes where the cats come out of jail and they need a job. And the guy says, I'm taking half of your money and you better not right. be late and this and that and this because it'll because we won't sign your card. That's exactly yeah. the scam that the Salvation right. Army runs Don't on people. Don't make me call your parole officer. Don't make me. Your ass will be right. back behind bars within 24 hours. And that will that's be. How they did, that's how they did my man in heat. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, to take the driving job. Yeah, the state farm dude. What's his name? Yeah, it was the it was the president. You know, you know, hit him with the. Yo, you you remember the routine, right? Like they they had a routine that they learned in prison. You know, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You had to remember by heart. He was like, yeah, I remember. Damn, it was cold like that. Yeah, he's like, yeah, let's get it done. Let's get it done. It's a job. So yeah, greatest terrible movie ever. Yeah, greatest what? Terrible movie terrible ever. Movie ever. Well, it was it's terror. It was. Yeah, it, oh man, the end of that movie just fucking. Kills it's a bad movie. Oh. The end of the movie just kills the whole fucking movie. I know, man. How they gonna let Pacino win? Come on, man. That's you don't a, do look. that to the audience. He was the dick of the movie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To, you're supposed to take the money, take the hoe. And be the fuck out. Yeah, when you when yeah, you precise like that. He took it personal. Like that. We should never take anything personal. Then they ever. killed the brother. He was the first one to go. Just shot him in the back of the head. <laughs> right, right. Running through the red light. Oh! Immediately. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's right. This guy done. You know, I had a perfect. Bad writing. I agree. I had a perfect wrap up for the end of the show conversation that we were going to have and you know as usual you guys like you got me off on a tangent and everything and I'm oh, thinking man, about that's something that's different that's man I, I, I can't think of it I, I got a blank spot there you know, no, you didn't write it down. the whole damn show is freestyle man god damn <laughs> well today listen I'm tired bro I got a lot of things on my plate I got a lot of things I got a lot of things on my plate brother I'm only one person. Be happy that you even have a show. I will shut this show down. I will close the door. I will close the door. Remember my man spilled the stain on uh, Denzel's carpet? You jot that shit, man. <laughs> right. You jot that <laughs> shit. <laughs> you say a block, but we're going to change it to jot that, man. You have an idea? You jot that shit, man. Yeah, yeah. Okay, this is a podcast, man. This is a Persian podcast. You, right. you jot that shit. You right, Gene. Simple Simon-ass motherfucker. You right. I'm, you right. <laughs> <laughs> right, and when you say it, it sounds so radical no. tonight, Grant. It the just funny, sounds the so funny as shit in that movie. 
is when he hit, when he hit that fucking bottle of ice and mm-hmm. just splash off of my man. He just, he just standing there like I can't I can't say nothing. Well, I gotta tell you. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this though, Grant. I did I like you've told me that, that you turned Muslim before, that you were a Muslim before. And it never really like you know, I think it's great that I really didn't know. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, you, nothing changed. It's just like, so you white people at home that are listening to the show, taking a lesson from your old racist friend, John, okay? Because we're both racist in the same ways sometimes. Wink, wink. Backslider. Wink, wink. My friend is a Muslim and it doesn't matter. I like him anyway. <laughs> Of course, these is just jokes. So you have to let people know that these days because they get all tight and shit. They get all uptight. The key, the, key to, the key to any religion is not to take it too seriously, in my opinion. No. I guess. So there you go. No bombs for Grant. Yes. Oh, I could buy that as a key. <laughs> you know, it's just as good as any other key, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> fellas, fellas, fellas. Whew. I think I'm gonna wrap it up early today. Max, I'm gonna wrap it up early. Yep. My, my clock says seven oh eight. What what time you got? We got like five minutes left. We got like five minutes left of recording time normally. Oh. And unless somebody comes up with something interesting. Right. If, if you had your story. Yo, it, it, what's had, the latest news? What's the latest news on Britney? Oh, Britney Griner. You know, funny thing is, after after we had, had a little a talk and mentioned Britney Griner, mm. uh, some information came out. Like all these articles are pointing towards everybody was kind of keeping it hush her so that she didn't become a thing for her safety or you know for her future or this that or whatever you know. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, you know, but she's still in jail. She is still in jail. That. Oh shit, Gene! You heard about the uh, you heard about the weed recreation spot here? Nah. They're, opening a, uh, they're supposed to be opening a weed like recreation spot in uh, in Royal Oak or Ferndale, one of the cities just right outside of Detroit. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, po- it's supposed to be a like a place you can go there, and I mean I don't know what the fuck you can do, but you know shoot pool or you know listen to some music or whatever the fuck. It's supposed to be uh supposed to be off the hook. That's what's up. Yeah, man. Those, yeah. those are going those will be a thing for a while. Fad. It was the same thing out in uh uh Cali for a minute. You know, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty nice. Shit like that. It, it, unless it's legit because here's the thing. You know, the they find it hard for the legit people to make money when you have stuff like that around. Because there's gonna be a whole lot of illegitimate shit going on at the time. I can promise you that. No you know what I'm saying? And so so I don't know if I don't know what kind of future stuff like that has, but they nice. I mean, it's overpriced, but you know, it's all retail. They trying to make that yeah. bread, you know. And they, I think they they probably uh kind of bake that in because they doing it in a uh, in a suburb that is notorious for um, over policing. Mm. Uh, you know what I mean? Because it's it's yeah. a it's a area that people just kind of frequent. And you know they people go there, hit the bars and that, and they you know on your way out, you know. Is it legal in Michigan? All that that type of shit. Is it legal in Michigan? Is it legal in Michigan? Yes. 
Yeah. So you can smoke unless, outside unless you're and everything. The fire department is legal. Okay. Unless okay. The fire department is legal. Well, you know, but, but I'm gonna tell you something. It's still, it's hard. It, legal doesn't mean bread. I mean, it did for a couple stores in Colorado when there was a boom and stuff, and it might mean something for uh, stores in Michigan. But in Cali, man, most of the legal operations were struggling. Man, they were just waiting for a gap to come where they got some type of hold. To, either they freed up the legal market, or they got uh, what taxed them less, or they got some type of hold of the black market. And I can tell you, you know, taxes went down a little bit for some relief, but I hear the legal game is like. Well, how do you feel strange. about the? How do you feel about the more act? You know, we we started the new podcast, the uh, Doing Delta podcast. We got to get you on there, especially Gene. Like, we got to get you on there one week to talk about this, about this actual green market that's going on. But I think that's an interesting take because it's very difficult to make money. Most of the cats that I know that are making money legally, they're not selling um, primarily rollies or dabs or things of that nature. They're, like, actually selling medicinal products, tinctures, things of that nature. But this Moore Act, what it, what they're doing with that is that they allowed it to pass in Congress. It's never going to pass in the Senate because it's a Republican-run system, which I find is, like, really odd because they're supposed to be all about the money, but they're not. And a lot of people feel um, that what they're doing is they're trying to weight it towards the corporations and trying to squeeze out the small grower. But like you said, the small grower is going to still find the market. It's just not going to be a legal market. Yeah, well, so, yeah, they. Uh, the only thing I can guess is that they're going to come to the conclusion that they need to grab as much money as they can for whatever time period they can and make adjustments going along. And maybe that will ultimately be the plan for, okay, let's let it wide open, make it wide open, and let's actually try to grab market share. Once they start thinking like that and how to and with what qualities and everything else, it can be shaped up pretty quickly as far as who the players are and this, that, and everything else. The thing that they're always going to have to contend with is what they've had to contend with thus far, and that's for generations, man. People have been taking pride in growing that plant like generations before them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah. that's going to be a niche market, same as a motherfucking famous moonshiner is right now. I don't know one because I don't drink moonshine, but I'm, I'm sure people who are into that shit know somebody who, you know, who makes the good good. Yeah. And, you know, and ain't nobody really messing with him unless something violent or bad happens on they watch and they walk out in front of them. Well, eventually, when once money gets in and the money gets too long. We have these stories that for centuries it was the same thing with moonshine back in the day. When the money becomes too long, they can't help but to come get you. And I wonder yeah, if like... if you're stealing... But, but here's the thing. But these days you can go... I mean, there's enough money for people to go legit if you actually have a good idea or a good product or a good formula or this and that. There, there's ways in that. Or, or once it's legal, there's ways some of those people were filtering filter into going legit but i want them to open it up because a couple of things i think there'll just be a bunch of dummies running around with money and there'll be some opportunities there (laughs) 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 
I'm not even talking about taking their money, but just really getting reckless and going long on some shit. Somebody else is dying. Right? Shit could work, though. Or, you know, there's an opportunity for uh, a, con- a consultation, uh, building and selling brands, all type of shit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That to the people will take advantage of and everything. But what they want to try to do, I mean, they have a bad, I think they have a misconception of what it'll actually do. Uh, uh, and Or, as usual, they're just trying to make it so that when it can be taxed, they are in the right at the right place at the right time to get, you know, what's always theirs, and that's fucking everything, man. Yeah, well, I feel like some states, like Rob was saying, like um, up in Massachusetts, they have one credit union that they are running all their payments through, right? That's the way it works There's legally. There's actually a story about that. Well, that's the, there was a, actually a story about that in the uh, the Times this week. They're using these. Uh, they're using Visa cards to make it look like debit withdrawals. Mm-hmm. So there was some problem with like uh, some money laundering issues. Some people say because they're using you know false addresses. They're really disguising what the transactions are. Mm-hmm. Well, so, because yeah, there was there's a lot of folks making money off the, off that stuff, but they're not sure exactly where it's going. Well, you know, people don't want to, you know, it's anytime like it's stigmatized. It's like, you know, it's stigmatized. It's like, well, I had a bad joke, but I'm not going to go there. That would have just been the worst. But it's really stigmatized. And some people are not going to, even if it's legal right now, they're not going to want to be associated with it at a later date. And especially, like, I look at all the stuff going on. It's not that that um, dumpy guy, that dump guy, he's not done. They're going to try to put him back in office. And if he gets put back in office and they have both the House and the Senate and all these conversations, everything becomes different. It becomes different big time. It's been, uh, man, two man, two wings of the same bird. That shit is still going to become legal. Uh, it's going to become legal because it's 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 something. First of all, okay, so you always have to look at things in, from this perspective. We're on a world stage. We're no longer in just on a, a regional or national stage, and then it's cut. We're on a world stage. The world is moving on from some of the archaic criminal practices that we still carry on with here in, in America. I mean, the world has been moving on for decades now. We've been in the motherfucking time warp in the twilight zone with, with, with a few other places where we have just kind of kept it as violent as, as long as possible, as violent as possible, as long as possible to keep motherfuckers in place. It has to move on. And so what I'm saying is, with the, with, 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 when it comes to cannabis on, from the worldview, you're actually telling on yourself if you continue to oppress people for this product. Well, they listen, I don't think they care about that, Gene. They don't because they they really don't. They don't care about. We just had we problem. just got done with this guy. He fucking comes on the first thing in the morning and just starts screaming crazy shit. For like, you know, basically we had that shit for like 1,400 days and everything. He doesn't care about like what the world, that's the whole point. And that's what the, his base screams about. They love the fact that he's pulling back from these things. And that moral, that moral left that doesn't want to see that business be made legal ever at any point in time. That's what he's got to pander to. And 
Not even got to. No, no, Charles, he he would yeah, happily he do it. All he has to do is pan, all he, has, he just has to pander Trump until he yeah. gets elected. After that, Donald, Donald not, Trump could go up there and, and grab his nuts and make it happen, and they'd love it. Dude. But also, <laughs> I just came, I just came out of I just came out of Florida, which is you know that's Donald Trump country. You know, DeSantis is his boy, the governor there. Uh, you know, that's that's Republican country down there, right? And they got more medical marijuana stores. I'm telling and, you, and X, pain man, medicine be, places like they are about to go full it's, on it's, green. It's they are lining, overrun. literally. You just, they are lining it up. You can see it. Like it's you can't go more than two blocks without seeing one of these places. Well, and I hope year, so. They'll all be selling weed. Well, I hope so. I mean, because that's like no, I'm I'm not. Listen, I could live with that. You know what I'm saying? I could live with that. Just keep it green. But I see these guys not voting for the green legislation, and it worries me. Because it's not passing the Senate, and that's going strictly yeah. down. It's going strictly down party lines. So I would like to see a change in that party position, for real, and everything for real. And on that note, Grant, you look like you have something you want to say. Do you have anything you want to say about this before we yeah, go? I, and I, you know, not being a not being a person who partakes, it just seems that I know a bunch of people that that smoke, right? So there ain't no lack of weed sales in this country, right? Mm -hmm. So my question is just kind of why would the legal version not be selling? Why would it not be profitable? Because it costs more. Is it that they don't have? Is it that they don't have taxes? Because the taxes it costs more. If you can get the same, if you can get the same bud on the street, they're selling the same weight for. Twenty-five dollars, and you go to the dispensary, and it's a hundred or seventy-five dollars for that same pack. You know, don't you want to call Raul? Because it's, it's, it's the not, same shit. It's not that, no, it's not. It's not that cut and dry. It's, it's well at the dispensary. They sell what some would call a B grade product, a really good B grade product. Some of, some of the best B grade product in some in some circumstances, right? Uh, at a premium because they have to because of what it cost them for that product and what they have to pay out to get that thing to to be market store everything right so, so they, the sell, they, part, sell, they sell b minus for a plus yeah they and that's where they make they try to make long margins playing in that field because if they go to an a plus product right the margins are always going to be thinner and you don't want to create a demand for a high dollar thing that sometimes you can't even get, you know, if everybody was looking for that. They don't make enough of it. So it only makes sense. And you're only sometimes paying 20% for the product, cost of product, 25% cost of product to, to be selling it. And so they have to do that because they have to pay so many taxes and fees to the cities, the county. In California, you had to, at one time, you had to pay a city, a county, and then the state shit. <laughs> right? mm. You had to pay all three of these, these mm. taxes or these levies. And then you had to be accountable for every single day. You know, they put blockchain on bud, you know, so that you're accountable for every single bud and where it comes from. And here's what I'm going to tell you to that. It don't matter what legitimate motherfucking operation you point me to. 
I can tell you that, that there's a 90, 95% chance that he's part of all the other legitimate operations that are part of the illegitimate operations. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. to, to, supplement, right. to, to supplement that legitimate num- money, you know, I know that for a fucking fact, and it's going to be that way. So uh, there's not a lot of stock in retail right now unless it is like a Colorado situation where this store was sitting on prime real estate at the stamp tourist town they say okay you're the ones that get the green light and they was doing fifty thousand dollars in revenue a day i'm sure that could still happen at certain places at certain times but if it get if it's wide open to everybody and a bunch of people rush in it's gonna be some struggling mm-hmm. it's gonna be some struggling because there's gonna be more and more people in the black market that are telling people no listen i have a better quality here at a very comparable price Holler at me, and it's going to be plucking market share, plucking market share, and then you know, uh, and then it's going to be the experience of the end user is going to determine whether or not these people stay in business. But I even think if they lighten up the taxes and they make it so they can make money, then they can take that eighty-five percent quality level value, and they can run ruckshot with it, man. And there'll be some good, good fucking revenue in it, uh, and it'll make it'll make the black markets close their doors for the most part unless they're dealing in niche areas because they wouldn't be able to compete. So the bean counter's got some work to do. It can be worked out. And I like the fact that a lot of the states are now offering um, their licenses out to more minority owners because it's only right. It's the right thing to do. Give them, give them the opportunity to get into the business and actually make some money. And on that note, we are well over time, so Born in Trouble is going to have to say goodnight tonight. Mr. Dub K, thank you for that beautiful soliloquy on marijuana. And we got to get you on the Doing Delta podcast sometime soon. That's what's up. That's what's up. From Detroit, uh-huh. Michigan, my brother from another mother. Even though she might have disowned you, disowned you, like she tried to do me when she heard that I thought that she thought I had turned Muslim. <laughs> remember that time we had to drive home from? Remember that time we drove home? <laughs> yeah. Because my mom thought I, thought I turned Muslim, and we packed up. Yeah. And we put like twenty twenty nine dollars <laughs> from DC to my house, and I was on E when I pulled up, Mr. Grant Lancaster. That was the greatest. It was the greatest. My man. My man. And of course, from New Jersey, back home from Florida, none the worse. No, no jokes coming, Rob. There's no joke coming, Rob, even though you did set me up very well today on this show. And I will remember that, Mr. Robert Brooks. I see you, Hightower. Oh, see. We'll talk. Born in trouble. See y'all next week. Peace.